This is True Parenting Audio, episode 73. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. Hey everybody, welcome back to True Parenting Audio. Today we're going to be talking about moving forward after miscarriage. Another topic that isn't always fun for people to talk about, but it can be really helpful for couples to be able to, ahead of time, understand what it's like to have a spouse go through serious grief and to be able to help with that, to be able to be there and to help each other through that process so that you can continue with your family and maintain your relationship together as a couple. And so I want to share with you some some thoughts and some ideas that that I've had as I've talked with some, some different mothers and couples that have experienced miscarriage and some of the ways that have helped them to to get through those things. A while back I was I was talking to a mother who had experienced a miscarriage and I wished with all my heart that I would have been able to to ease her pain and yet there wasn't a whole lot that I could do but I listened and This young, healthy, and otherwise happy mom recounted her heartbreak and struggles. She said, I just suffered a miscarriage three days ago. I was nine weeks. We've been trying for a while, and we're so excited that the baby was almost here. I know my husband is grieving, but he won't talk to me about it. I don't know what to think. I don't know if he's mad at me or what. One minute, I'm mad at him. The next, I'm angry at myself or blaming the doctors for letting this happen. I know it's nobody's fault, but that doesn't change that I want someone to blame. I feel like I'll never be able to have a healthy pregnancy again. I'm so depressed. We want a baby so badly, but it's hard just waiting to see how things will work out. I want to believe we'll have a baby, but... It just seems so far away right now. How can we move on and build our family we so desperately want? So many hopeful parents have experienced similar heartbreak and can echo these very same words. When a couple's been waiting and pleading for a child, the joy that accompanies a little pink plus sign is a special gift. It warms their souls and leaves them with the feeling of contentment. Even if it's accompanied by morning sickness and moodiness. But when the life growing inside a mother ends prematurely, 
there can be emptiness as exquisite and strong as was their original joy. There have been American Pregnancy Association studies that have shown that 10 to 25% of clinically recognized pregnancies can end in miscarriage, which makes it the top and most common type of pregnancy loss. But just because a miscarriage is quite common, it doesn't diminish the fact that it's devastating. Others that have not experienced a miscarriage themselves or even a partner or spouse may not completely understand the feelings you experience or know what to say to help. Many people who've experienced this loss ask the question, how can my husband and I overcome a miscarriage and try to have another child? Although the situation and feelings are not the same for everyone, the following four things may help in mending hearts so that you can continue to grow your family. Number one is it's okay to grieve. First of all, it's normal to grieve. It's important to recognize that everyone grieves differently and in their own time. Respect your partner's grieving process. Be a support rather than a drain. The five stages of grief and loss include denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. It's normal for everyone to experience each of these stages. However, they don't always happen in a specific order, and there's not a prescribed amount of time for each stage. The ultimate goal is to come to some acceptance regarding the miscarriage. Acceptance does not mean that it will never hurt again. It simply means that you can face it and move forward with purpose, courage, and optimism. It can be helpful to find a professional counselor to help you or your partner move through the grief process and manage sorrow and pain. The second point is to have perspective and recognize distorted negative thoughts. As people grieve, they often have distorted thinking, not based in reality. They seek someone to blame or endlessly search for the reason this happened to them. They become angry at their partner or make deals with God or themselves. They generalize the miscarriage and think that because they miscarried, they'll never have a family. It can be very difficult but very helpful to count your blessings at these times. Seek to see your life and your partner's life as a whole rather than thinking only about your loss. That can be one of the hardest things in those times that feel so dark, but it also is one of the most therapeutic and wonderful things as well for moving us to a new stage of life and actually even experiencing growth in our relationship with our spouse. The third thing is to communicate. Because things don't happen the same way for everyone, it's important to talk with your spouse about how, you, how you're feeling, what you want and need, and why. It can be hard to not become easily offended or defensive. However, times of trial and conflict can be times of growth for our closest relationships if we communicate and seek to understand each, each other's point of view. An old technique often taught in relational communication, is to use I messages. 
iMessages are often misunderstood, though. The purpose of an iMessage is to take responsibility and ownership for your own feelings without blaming others or manipulating them into doing what you want them to do. I once shared the concept of iMessages with a client that was having some trouble in in one of their relationships and talked to him about using iMessages the next time there was a conflict. And the next week they came back and they said, I used iMessages and it didn't work. And I wondered what she meant by it didn't work. And when it came down to it, she thought that by using iMessages, it would automatically somehow magically make the other person do the things and see things uh, through her perspective. And, And that didn't happen overnight. But I talked to her about the importance of an iMessage is simply for us to recognize our own feelings and take ownership and responsibility for them. And when we do that, we start to uh, recognize that we have more control over our situation than we thought we did and that we stop blaming and start working from what we can do rather than trying to change the world around us. And the fourth thing is when you and your partner are ready, stop trying. Trying to have a baby can be stressful and place unrealistic expectations on things outside of you and your partner's control. After you and your partner have grieved and are comfortable following through with your plans to grow your family, Just enjoy each other. If it happens, it happens. Let this be a time for your relationship to blossom and grow. And to wrap up today, I want to share with you what one mom recounted in retrospect about her journey from the sadness of a miscarriage to the fulfillment of, of having a baby. She said, I lost my first child at eight weeks. And it was hard because I just, I had just announced that I was expecting. Then I had to make sure to let everyone know that I had lost the baby the next day. It was so hard for a while when someone didn't know that I had lost the baby and would ask me about being pregnant. But now I have a beautiful baby boy who's a week old today. All of the fears and all of the the distorted thoughts and all of the things that come along with the grief that we experience after something like this has happened can be all swallowed up after time as as we work together as a couple um, or as we're able to receive help to to get through that and to move forward with our lives. And family planning is not a perfect science, and neither are human relationships. Life throws us a lot of curveballs and loss of many kinds and can make us feel like we've struck out a lot of times. But life's not a ball game. It's life. Each experience adds value and strength to us personally and to our relationships. And if we take the time care for ourselves, and care for those that we love, we'll see our love and our life and our families blossom and grow in time. 
So in closing, I want to go ahead and review those four steps or four concepts of helping you through when you and your spouse are dealing with a miscarriage and and moving forward with your family. The first is it's okay to grieve. Number two is have perspective and recognize distorted negative thoughts. Number three is communicate with each other. And number four is when you and your partner are ready, stop trying. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this has been helpful and insightful to you. And and if you know of anyone that's suffering with a recent miscarriage, go ahead and send them a link to this article or, or to this podcast. Send them an email. Let them know that you're thinking about them and that you'd love to help. Just share some kind words or just a simple, I'm sorry for your loss can go a long ways. If you yourself and your partner are struggling and have recently had a a miscarriage or, or some other struggle and you're feeling like you need to talk to someone, I'd love to help in any way that I can. Thanks again for listening and for all that you do and have a great day.